ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์
how do I do that? Google Voice? Is it voice.google.com? I can't remember how did I get to my Google Voice. Uh, but yeah, there were... Somebody left a message. Oh, t is it Tim? Oh, yes, I do have messages. 12 days ago. Oh my god, I'm so bad. Uh, I think... Okay, let me see if this is... Oh my gosh, I'm so bad. I, I need to set a notification because... Oh, God. I do have messages. I don't know whether it's text or voice message. No, no, it's, it's text. Okay, so let's see. Episode 470. Six-inch horseshoes. Oh, no. Ida Mae has been slut-shamed by John Ong. Uh, she will never be able to show her shoes in public again. Hugs, Tim in Alaska. Thank you, Tim! Oh, that's nice. See, I need to turn... Uh, I got a new phone, so I haven't really set up my... Um, my Google Voice to notify me whenever there's stuff. Whenever there's text or um, messages. So I have another message from... Uh, just listen to four number 469 and giggle the entire time you tried to pronounce my name. Here's the help. Oh, okay. So that's... Oh my gosh, that was four weeks ago. Was that like before? I think that's right around... The, maybe I did read that. It's from Dan Pugh Hogan. Uh, so thank you for the messages. Thank you, both of you, Tim and Dan. And then let me see who else left the message. Dan, thank you. This is... Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Ah, just figure out who this is. Silly me. I'll see you and the bell. And oh, okay. So I oh, dude, I did text... I texted him back. Uh, yes. Okay, I believe the term you were looking for... Did I actually say that, Dan? I think I did. Hopefully I did. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me see if there's any voice mess. How do I know? Voicemail. Okay, nobody left voicemail, right? 13 months ago. Okay, good. All right. At least I like it the way you, you know, you text me. And um, I'm not sure if you guys interact with me on Twitter or not, which, you know, I mean, you do, but I usually reply right away. Um, we were talking back and forth with Kelvin from Hello Waffles uh, podcast, we were talking about the pizza, the vegetable pizza that I was having at work. It was delicious. Anyway, okay, so all that's done. I, oh, okay, the reason why I went to Facebook was to look up the conversation that I was having with Joe Zubia. So Joe Zubia is an awesome... Uh, listener of the Pot Pride Forty Eight podcast, and I met him. I've seen him around. I've seen him on Facebook, and but we, I've never met him. So I met him, and uh, he's awesome. So I actually wanted to bring him onto the show. Unfortunately, he's not. Uh, he's busy today. So, but what we can do is he did give me stuff to talk about because remember two weeks ago because I recorded the the iPhone 6 episode if you haven't if you want to learn all about our experiences about the iPhone 6 plus the big ass phone you can go listen to last week's episode uh, we talk in great detail 
about our experiences. Um, Ricky from the Foul Monkeys and Oh My Pot's very own Tiger Mom, Pinoy Boy, and I sat down and talked all about our, our iPhone 6 Plus. Yes, Chai? Hi, buddy. Yes? Good. Good boy. Good boy. So, um, so the topic that I was un un uh unintended well, I was talking about friends, like all kinds of friends, and then I start to realize there's something different about me, and I sort of un uh unwillingly fell into the trap of. Being open, being vulnerable in front of your friends, or feeling comfortable being vulnerable with your friends, and so, um, the uh, a Joe said, uh, he said on Facebook that I should be thinking about. Let me see what he said. I understand that what you were trying to say on your podcast about types of friendship. More on that to come. Okay, say in in the meantime, I'm going to ask you a thought provoking question that I want you to mull over for a bit and see if you if it helps to uh, see if it helps clarify some of your thoughts about friendship. How many relationships friendships have you allowed yourself to be vulnerable? That's the question because I um, that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, you know, there there are different kinds of friendships, right? As I discussed earlier, like two weeks ago, when I talked about friends, and that is still true. People that I enjoy, I don't consider um, those friends that I can't be vulnerable with not true friends. Because frankly speaking, I have very, very few friends that I am usually um, would open up to that level. And this is a, probably a deeper issue. Not issue. I wouldn't say issue. It's probably a deeper thing. I'm just going to rewind back to when I was younger. I'm going to take off my glasses. I'm going to just sit here and chat with you like it's just you and I in the room. Now, I open up to very few people. Not that I'm fake. It's just that I don't get that vulnerable um, to many friends. And I don't know why. And, I, and we can talk a little bit about this and see if, if it makes sense. I I can be very... Oh, hello, you know, but I'm hearing audio artifacts <laughs> oh my gosh I'm hearing this thing in my recording and I cannot focus oh gosh can you hear it can you hear it oh Jesus I thought I was not gonna do this oh good gosh everything is ring-a-ding-a-ding -a -ding. Uh, by the way I'm going to fogo the show tonight I think that's how... Oh, Lord. This is what happens when you have notification everywhere. Okay, Bruce just said... Uh, uh, packing up now. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. At least that... Uh, 
Maybe I should turn off my notification. <laughs> okay, let me temporarily snooze all the notification. Uh, this is not an excuse. I really am going to go into the subject. Um, okay, that rumbling goes away. I think it's moisture. This moist, this very moist studio is making my microphone not happy. I had to switch out my different mic. This is a different. This is my old microphone, which I thought was broken, but it turned out just to be the moisture that's causing the diaphragm to to sweat or whatever. I don't know what it does, but it's just causing it to have that little noise. Anyway, going back to the subject of opening up. I find myself always being the friend. Now I consider those good friends, right? If I let you be vulnerable, then are you kidding me? Okay, I'm gonna have to switch out the microphone. <laughs> I'm hearing it. Uh, okay, just you won't know. Okay, maybe you will if you can hear that little rumbling. Uh, okay, all right, I'm gonna cut out now. Okay, I didn't switch out the microphone. I mess with it a little bit. I think I'm, I'm good again. All right, before I get, before it comes back and bug me, oh, Pinoy boy just got it just right. He said that won't, it won't be a, an online podcast until I talk about complain about the sound um, quality. Anyway, so since I was little, I have never had a uh uh no I have good friend I have very close friends like for instance um. Uh, my friend David that I talk about who's in Australia. I, t I really he's like that one person that I'm very close with. He's like a brother to me. Oh, I think he texted me about that too. He's like, oh, you think that I'm your brother? <laughs> Something like that. It wasn't quite that. So we we're very close, and I feel like he comes to me, and I I can ask you know a lot of my friends. David is one of them. He can respond. He can tell me about that. I can also ask um, the bell, but the Michael, but she doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't listen to any podcast. And uh, but I can tell you that I have a handful of friends that I have been vulnerable in front of. In fact, I can just count with one hand. I I feel like the only person, the only motherfucker. The sound thing. I really have to switch the microphone. Otherwise, I, I get distracted every single time. Ugh, sorry. I'm back. All right, the sound quality may have shifted, but whatever. At least it's not doing the thing that I thought I heard it was doing. So anyway, uh, let's get back to where I left off, which is friends that I'm very close with I think typically would probably tell me that I wish or that they wish that I could be more vulnerable in front of them. Meaning the um the people who who are close to me and I can do that with people who are very close to me or people who are comfortable with me. I'm typically the one where people come to and open up and tell me about their uh, issues, their struggles, their vulner vulnerability, their um, their struggle, mostly like you know, more coming to me for support, coming to me for um, for support, and but I rarely have the need 
to go to anybody to talk about my issues. Maybe because I do a podcast. No, that's not not that's not true. And I don't know why. And I think it is something that perhaps you know I could talk to somebody about. I, it's not an issue for me because most of the time I don't really have any deep issues that I need to talk to somebody about. So maybe that's why that I don't feel like I have, I have to talk to somebody. And when I do, I talk here on the podcast. So I rarely open up to people, and but and I'm going to tell you a a history of what had happened. And if you want to be all psychoanalytical about it. You must. Sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone. If you want to be all psycho and analytical about it, maybe that could be the reason why I am not opening up to people. Uh, but I'm not sure. I'm just. It's just a possibly there. It might be a connection with this thing that I was going to tell you about. I can remember. Uh, like the bell, for instance, Michael. I'm very close with her. I I enjoy her company, and but I very rarely have this like best friend, right? So it's kind of odd for me to say the like the best friend thing. I would say in Malaysia, David is probably my best friend. Uh, I don't mind. Here's the thing: I don't mind opening up to them. It's just that I've never really had. Maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe if I want to be Completely honest, maybe I just never let myself be vulnerable in front of even my best friends. Um, so we we have to talk about this. But with Michael, is probably my best friend now. Here we're very close. We spend time together. We enjoy each other. We know each other very well. But at the same time, I don't. I rarely open up to her though, like I I feel like I always have to. Maybe it's the fact that I'm the one having to. I'm always the one that is more stable. <laughs> Not to say that she's unstable. Maybe I'm the the one that is is the 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 supporter of the relationship. I guess. That I I feel like I have the need to be the strong one. I'm not sure. I don't know if if we want to be psychoanalytical about this. Maybe Joe Zubia can tell me a little bit more about what he thinks. Uh, and part of that I feel like it's just because I I don't I don't really don't need to. I really haven't had the need to. But. If there is one person that I could comfortably say that I feel completely and utterly able to open up, honestly, is it's Bruce. I am not intentionally wanting to save this for for Bruce, but I feel like he is the only one person that I feel I can be totally comfortable. And be a hundred percent vulnerable, and I don't know. It's because I, I hope that it doesn't make it sound like I love my, a friend David less, 
because I don't let myself open up that much. I hope that it's not the case because I do care for him immensely. I know, and I know his、uh, his friendship for me is.、Uh, well, I know we know each other. I mean, we we are we are s- such good friends for so long. I know him, and he knows me. And I don't think that maybe maybe it doesn't need to. Maybe it doesn't need to have me be vulnerable. But you can ask Bruce. I, I mean, seriously, I, there are times that I need to go to him and say,、uh, "I need to talk because I don't feel good." It's very rare. I rarely have. Maybe I'm lucky that way. You know, I don't have that that sort of issues, or I work it out myself in my own head. Whenever I go through stuff, I'll be like, mm, 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 "Can't control." Okay, wipe. I'm not gonna waste my time. Blah, done. So I don't really have, and I'm I'm, and I'm sounding like I'm saying that I'm more superior than other people, but maybe that's just me. I I don't know.、Uh, I'm always the supporter, the support of two people, the of of a friendship. Um, Michael, I have broke, I've broken down and cried in front of her when I was in college. Because of some really stupid reasons, I was just freshly out of the closet. The closet automatic closet light hasn't even turned off yet. I was so freshly out, and I was in a, I would say, a very naive,、um, correspondence with this guy who is super. Charming to me at that time, you know that that、uh, was you know saying the right thing, making me feel like I'm attractive, and I know I have not met, I've not even seen his photo. This is how so this is how dumb I was, and I sort of like fell for him with his this email exchanges and phone calls that we've had, and it you know it got then I got. Too like psycho about it that I guess I would was probably calling him too much and he was telling me the right thing he was just saying you know girl no he didn't say that but essentially telling that girl calm down ah、uh, but of course I was so into him at that time because I was so freshly out freshly gay that I just totally was into him that to the point where if I look back ah、uh, uh, yeah I was a little psycho bitch so. So obviously, I felt hurt, and I felt like you know he didn't、uh, like me anymore, or something. You know, it was just like so stupid. It was so I was so naive, and so I I cried. I broke down in front of.、Uh, I knew exactly where I was. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cry in front of her,、uh, but I did. So she saw that, and. I think she felt also good that I feel comfortable crying in front of her.、Uh, that that you know our friendship is is more. It's you know getting to the next level, right? And so I have only let. This is all very gibberishy, very confusing because I'm really just thinking out loud, right? Now I want to focus. Now now you know. I essentially long story short. Well, too late. LSS. Long story short,、uh, I feel like I don't open up as much 
or allow myself to open up as much with friends whom I consider best friends, who I think would totally comfortably open up to me, like David, Michael. I've only had a few people that I. Uh, this is I'm gonna go back to the history of my relationship, and I'm not talking about like dating relationship, like friendship relationships. And I mentioned that if you listen back, I can't remember how many years ago, um, I I talk about this, and I I don't know if this is the case that made me don't want to open up. Maybe this psychoanalyze me, please. You're allowed to do so. I'm just gonna lay it all out. I mean, what how much time am I looking at? Twenty four minutes. Okay. So. When I was seventeen years old, I, um, I fell. I was, you know, I, I have, I have a good relationship with this guy. He's straight. Uh, we're still good friends until today. Uh, still considered good friends, right? He, he, I know he considered me a good friend. Jesus, what was that? Is that my phone or? Um, so, so I was wondering if this is the reason why I don't want to open up. And I'll tell you a little bit about the history. So this guy named Calvin, I was not really like looking in, it's, it's never been my style, never really had best friends before. Uh, I didn't have like one close friend that I hang out all the time with, you know, other than David, I don't really have, and David too, even it's, it's like, I, I don't have, I don't have the need or feel like I have to have that one best friend. It just happens that David is. But then, uh, so David actually knows him. So I'm going to tell, he's going to know all the bits and juicy pieces, but I'm very open about that anyway. So Calvin, Yijin, if you, Wondering if David is listening because I know David listens. Um, so I was never like looking for like, a best friend, whatever. When I was in when I was 17, I was in form four, and we were in the same class and we sat together and we became you know close friends. I mean, when I say close friends, I mean just you know friends that we hang out all the time, and and then he was telling me because when he was like 17 we were all both young he was telling me that you know you might you're my best friend and so i felt like oh that's so sweet <laughs> and because i didn't really think anyone and i didn't have to have labels of whether or not how good you are like which level on the scale are you as friend i didn't need that but then when he started telling me that and then i feel like oh okay that's kind of nice so then he started to uh, open up and we would talk on the phone like nobody's business. Like we, he's he became like like a boyfriend to me. And I remember because he's straight, because I'm gay. I you know we, I I don't think it was like maybe I was. I maybe I was attracted to him. Yes, uh, not maybe. I know that I was attracted to him, but I didn't know then at that time. It's just that we would just good friends, right? We talk on the phone for hours and we have to call each other before we go to bed. Now, mind you, I'm not the one 
who was who instigated this. It was him that started this. So he made me feel very special. And of course, being gay, of course, I felt sort of fell for that, right? And so as soon as I start to invest in deeper, maybe it was wrong because I was probably falling in love with him in uh, maybe more than just friends. But of course, I, I didn't know then, you know, I didn't know, I didn't think, too much about that. It's just that I, I was feeling, oh, I'm investing now. I'm putting, I'm opening up and letting myself be vulnerable in front of him. I don't remember what I did, but we never had sex, just so you know. We didn't even kiss or anything. Uh, we were very, very, um, it was, it because he's straight. And, um, and I'm not a whore yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it never was. Um, uh, so, so he did that, and as soon as the he, uh, as soon as I started being vulnerable, as soon as I was like letting myself feel like, hey, I gotta talk to him before I go to bed. As soon as I get into that routine, he found a girlfriend, and he's like straight as an arrow, right? Uh, I mean, he's like very gentle, a very nice guy. I can totally see how he's very charming, and I, I think even until today, he's married with two kids, and I know his wife and everything. I know that he's a charming guy and he would make straight and, uh, I mean, gay men and straight women f fall for him easily. So, very charming. So, I fell for his, you know, like, instigating being a best friend thing. He asked me, I remember our conversation on the phone. He said, you know, do you, I, I consider you my best friend. I was like, oh sweet and then that's when it's like I let me open up and I started to become a little bit more vulnerable and become like kind of like emotionally linked to him and that's when he found a girlfriend and was totally not into me anymore because that's when he gets to blossom and be him right so I felt very hurt. I was so hurt to the point where I felt, it almost felt like a breakup. And I was very, very hurt for a long while. It took me a few years to really heal and to, even until I, I came here for college, I still felt a little bit of a, uh, the, a, I can feel that fracture in my heart if that's, such a thing i can feel it that little thorn is always there even after i said that we were okay this is like years later uh when we we're still in college and it is when i think uh, he asked me to his to be his best man uh for his wedding at that time is when i was like comfortable i, I was out and and i already know bruce and that was like I'm totally past that stage. But when I was still in college, like in 20... I came here when I was 21. So like 22, 23, I went back for a vacation and it was still a little a little uncomfortable, right? In fact, for, for a year or two, I didn't talk to him. I didn't communicate with him because it brought back so much pain. And so that happened. And I, I feel... And now that I think back, you know, could it... Could it have been just a friendship or did it actually go more than friendship? Uh, so that scared me off. And I I 
remember many times, many nights when I was feeling the pain, I cried and all that. And it, it was just like a sudden change. Like once he had started having his girlfriend, and I just couldn't. Like he's just like a completely different person, and I'm not of interest at all to him. Uh, and then I feel like I hey, fuck you. I just now you told me I'm your best friend. I just now open up my heart to let you in, and you left. That is exactly how it felt like. Now, that's been kind of like haunting me for a while. Maybe that's why I don't open up to to people because I felt like you know I op- they knock on my door asking to co- asking to come in. I open my door, they left. So that's what it felt like. And fast forward to I can't remember what two thousand five six no two two thousand three. I can't remember. Whatever it is, it's uh, uh, it, those of you who may have heard. Excuse me. Some of what time is it? I gotta. I have a dinner appointment at six o'clock. Okay, it's only five. Um, I. There was another friend who came into my life. Uh, his name is Steve. And we became close friends. He is in the UK. I'm here. Uh, we became close friends, and um, to the point, you know, like I, we, we would call. Okay, so here's here's another. That's his his the relationship with him totally reminded me of the past relationship with Kelvin. So this now this person is Steve. He, we were chatting a lot, and I was at work, and I always turn on like iChat, and I'll chat with him. We'll, we'll text, well, not text, like chatting, right? Uh, sometimes every now and then we'll call. And then one day I was really busy. I remember this vividly in my office. One day I was so busy that he was worried that something happened to me, so he called me on my phone, and I was like, "What is this UK number?" And so he called me, and he just said, "Hey, just want to check." And he left a message. I didn't even like, pick it up because I was, I didn't know. I was like, "Who the hell is this?" So he left the message, hey, uh, I just I just got a little worried because I didn't see you online and I want to make sure that you're okay. Sweet, right? So great. Um, he came to America. So we became really good friends. I, you know, he, even though we, we have this distance, right? But I consider him very close and I do talk to him about um, stuff like, you know, I don't know what stuff like but I feel like I feel comfortable opening up to him and uh, I want to clarify too I feel comfortable opening up to both David and Michael too it's just that I haven't had the need but so Steve was I he was going through some of his own shit uh, when he came to visit when he came to America to visit uh, it was the first time that we get to meet in person I was very excited he made a special trip to be here to see me. So that's awesome. That's sweet. And at that time, he was having a relationship friend, a friend that had some relationship issue with him. He was like in love with him. And he, oh, by by the way, Steve is bisexual. And he was in love, not in love, but interested in this other guy uh, in in California. And, but that other guy freaked out. Long search, it's not my story to tell, but they were having like their own friendship drama. And then, 
and then he came over here. And maybe there was already like a layer of something that I didn't see in him, but we had fun, blah, blah, blah. And I really liked it. And when he left, I was really sad. And it was like that kind of friendship where you are so you feel so close and when you leave each other, you cry, right? I mean, not, not that everybody experienced that, but I think I talked to Peter about this um, from on my pod. And, and we were so close and when he came here for the first time, when at the airport I was crying, I was bawling. I was bawling. And because we, we get to feel our the friendship that has been established online for the first time in real person, right? We feel each other. So it was awesome. But anyway, immediately after he left, he completely changed. He just like shut down um, because he was dealing with his own baggage, right? With his other friend. I'm waving my hand like his other friend. And he was dealing with that and he was kind of like a mess and... I felt the exact same way again. I felt, oh my gosh, I get to now feel our friendship and I feel like this friendship is flourishing and boom, he shut his door. He was so cold. I can tell. I mean, I can tell it. And and maybe he was doing it for some reasons. Maybe he was afraid that I would fall in love with him, that he's like distancing himself. I'm not sure. But I, uh, but that happened. So it, Doors like slammed in front of my face again. I was so hurt also. I was going through like the same breakup type relationship as my first friend Kelvin when I was 17. Uh, I, t I opened up to, to um, Michael at the time. I told her about that. And so, but whatever it is, I am kind of glad today, though. I mean, hindsight, right? I'm kind of glad that I didn't get to invest too much in this relationship because Steve, I like him a lot. Um, he is attracted to messy stuff. I told him, I like, this is not just me telling you. I, I don't think he listens to podcasts anymore, so... Uh, but I do use his software. I probably should say too much. Anyway, so he... Uh, he is attracted to messiness. People who are not, like if you're just like simple friendship, he doesn't like it. He wants something that's complex, complicated, tough, you know, you, a little passive aggressive from the other person. That kind of like really complex, I just can't stand that sort of relationship. I just want to, okay, if we click, we're friends, great. But it's almost like, we click, we're friends, it's so smooth, so easy, he's not interested anymore. But he was, he told me, at least he told me he was dealing with his other friend. So fine, uh, it took me months, um, almost a year. I was so distressed, I was really seriously hurt. It feels like a breakup hurt, even though I'm not in a relation, in like a romantic relationship with this person but I feel like I'm emo emotionally attached to this other person and to the point where what woke me up was that oh my gosh I was so upset about that when I'm with Bruce I am thinking about how upset because this friend of mine just suddenly like got conf confirmation that we're now good friend or best of friends and then he shuts the door I was so upset with that feeling being hurt 
that I was neglecting Bruce. Like I can, I remember one night we were sitting watching TV, and I was so upset that I didn't, I wasn't there for him, and I thought, "Fuck, what am I doing? This awesome person who wants to spend the rest of his life with me is in front of me, and I'm wasting my goddamn time for somebody who doesn't even care about." Whatever my feelings or whatever, I'm not saying that he's doing that intentionally to hurt me. I really, honestly think Steve didn't do that intentionally to hurt me. It's just that the timing was bad with his own friends and his messy relationship with his other friend, and uh, and everything just like came at the wrong time. But I'm also glad because you know I'm glad I don't have to be part of his mess because the more I'm, I am more the more distant I am with him, the happier I became because. It was so messy. Like even though we're close, but I feel like I'm, I'm always like a little dark and a little. I'm not my cheery self, you know, and so I'm glad that then that the friendship didn't get to to blossom because I think it might turn out bad. So I'm thankful for that. I'm I'm glad that you know Steve didn't mind that he I told everything I told you I told him. Because I wanted to talk, and he's not ready to talk. He doesn't want to talk about this, because he has his own mess. So I felt like, okay, we're really, we're really, uh, what? What am I saying? Like, we're. I felt like again, I'm the needy one. I need to talk to him. I need to. Clear all this like uncomfortable coldness that I felt from him. He said, "No, nothing, nothing, nothing's wrong." Because I asked him, "Why? Something must be wrong. You just completely different after you came and visit me here, and you completely different." Of course, I didn't want to go into this. Like, I know what their friendship problem is with the other friend that happened, but whatever. And then years later, after I, I'm healed, like I'm like perfectly fine now, right? After I'm healed, I talk to him. Actually, when I talk to him, I'm not completely okay yet, but now I am. But this is like what, four years ago, three four years ago. He, I talked to him and I said that you know I'm kind of glad that you are a mess. I said I, I'm so glad I'm not near your mess because he's always in love with somebody, uh, and we talk about his. His love interest and all that, right? That's kind of how we got close. It's like I would, he tells me about this person that he he's he's in not in love, but he's attracted to, and he is uh, not out, or he's he doesn't think he's gay. Blah blah blah, all that relationship crap. He is very interested, and I told him, I told Steve that Steve, you are only gonna be interested in somebody where you can't. Where you can't easily have them, he is gonna only be interested in somebody who you have to like work on getting. I don't know what his relationship. We can psychoanalyze him, but I don't want to. It's not fair, right? Ah,、uh, so, but that's essentially the the two people that hurt me. Not intentionally. Not I'm. I'm good friends with Kelvin now. That's past. I've moved on.、Uh, I'm still. I still consider. I don't talk to him very often now. But I still. If I see him, there's not like there's nothing that I don't. It's like I won't see this person now. It's not like that. I would still see see Steve. 
I I still feel like we we're we can be good friends, even though he's so far away, right? So it's hard to say. But Calvin, he's in Malaysia. But every time I go back to Malaysia, he wants to see me. I want to see him. I enjoy him. I know his wife very well. Um, so, but I think this is kind of why I maybe this is why I don't feel like opening up because I'm afraid that if I open up. There might be a chance that that person might change, and be uh, like closing the door on me. Maybe, maybe that's why, but I don't know. Like, well, that's not true because I know I know this is very confusing, right? This and then that. Uh, David, I know David. If I, I have no problem opening up with him because I believe in his friendship. So strongly that I can tell you, Michael. Yes, I mean I would open open up to her, but I'm trying to to compare because there's time, right? The, uh, David and I have been friends for so long that he feels like a brother to me. I have no problem at all being vulnerable in front of him because I know he would give me a hundred and ten percent of his support. He would drop everything. To make sure that I'm okay, I can guarantee that. Michael, I'm not so sure. I think she she told me many times that she would. So I'm not I'm not you know that. Uh, but I can say if I have to compare Michael and David, I would probably go with David first because I trust in his friendship and I know that his love for me as a friend slash brother is so genuine, it's so true, and it's so deep that he would do anything for me. That. I feel very confident about, and and uh, so yeah, so I'm very lucky to have such friends. But there are different kinds and different types of friends. I don't feel any. I don't feel like I enjoy somebody more when I am with friends like Calvin and David or Steve or uh, Michael or anybody. I don't feel like there's like different levels when we're together. We're just having fun. We're like my. My classmates, like my primary school classmates, I told you that I've been having conversations with. Oh my gosh, it's forty six minutes. The front part you can fast forward <laughs> because I'm trying to formulate the thought. Uh, the friends that I have uh, in my WeChat right now that we talk every single day, those have another another layer of friends, another kinds, another type of friends that I really enjoy. Uh, the Pride Forty Eight people, you know the. People that we've only seen once a year, or maybe once or twice, or maybe t- every two years, once every two years. We, but when we get together, it's so awesome, it's so fun, so cool. I've never met Joey, uh, Joe Batans. When I see him, I really want to be his friends. Uh, same thing with Mike Lawson. I feel like I can be his friend, and and so I reach out. Did I just say that? I think I reach out to them. I send a message to them. I say, hey. I really enjoy meeting you guys. I want to just be more. I want to be friends that just more than just uh, um, Pride Forty Eight. So, Joe Zubia, I feel like I can be really good friends with him as well. Um, but obviously, we're not going to be like you know that vulnerable friends yet uh, at this time because we just like physically can't be that close. But he's another person that I feel like we can be friends. That's why I want to ask him to be on the show. Maybe next time. I think in the future we might actually find a time where I'm gonna have him 
come up and tell me a little bit more about him because I feel like we can really be friends. Um, so yeah, that's that. I'm so glad my microphone behaved. By the way, I updated my updated my software to uh, uh, Yosemite. It's very pretty. <laughs> So I hope you enjoy this conversation, Joe. You can psychoanalyze me, and maybe you can come to the show and talk and psychoanalyze this bitch, me, and uh, and see what you what you come up with. Now I'm gonna prepare myself to go have really delicious dinner. Uh, a lot of meat. We are craving meat. So sorry if you're <laughs> vegetarian. Or vegan, worse. But you can uh, tweet me at John Ong. You can write me online at gmail.com. You can go to the onlinepodcast.com website and leave comment. So until next week, hopefully, don't forget to smile, bitches. Bye.